0: The Koi Gig pod On Off The Ball You do
1: get tired of winning People say Oh you never get tired You do You get tired of winning You get tired of winning easily You actually want competition in the end You want to have to work Subscribe for it Subscribe
0: to the feed In the OTB Sports app Now OTB AM With Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave Or your money back Neon Night Edition Available now so these
1: critics, these pundits. Generally speaking, I'd be a fan of off-the-ball. Exactly, and like Tommy knows football, obviously listening to football pod the odd time. And-, and I was looking at the power rankings and I thought that Jesus Owen would still be feeling the
0: effects of these mushrooms. But they just dismiss you like, you, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Tommy Rooney, good morning to you. Good morning, chair. So, easier or harder to put the power rankings together as more evidence comes to light?
1: Easier. Yeah, I think so. It's getting there, Chair. Um. yeah, it's getting there. And I think a lot of people seem to be, just from chatting to people over the last couple of weeks, they seem to be in the same boat and reading different pieces. like It feels like every team has flaws and has issues. And nearly by default, because of their consistency so far and how impressive they've been, Galway are a lot of people's number one. So, I don't know.
0: Basically, I think I got everybody, there a bit quicker. everybody's copying your power rankings is what's going on. <laughs> well,
1: listen, they are the official Gaelic Football of power rankings, so I'm just I'm just <laughs> fulfilling a duty here. I'm just covering pro and shein.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, um let's get through this because I've I've some bones to pick with you and your football pods. Oh uh, Oh. Okay. Uh, co conspirators. But let's get through the Talgon Cup bracket. But it isn't it isn't actually the Talton Cup bracket because some Talgent Cup teams uh, you know, probably believe they should be in the Sam McGuire and that's certainly what we're getting from the power rankings but let's go through these Tommy Yeah, okay, a um, couple of changes at the back end there's a
1: couple of big wins last week we've got our quarterfinal line lineup for the Talcin Cup you'll notice that Wexford and Carlow have moved significantly, Leitrim and Wicklow have moved back, so we've got London 33rd Waterford 32nd, Tipperary 31st New York 38th, Leitrim 29th, Wicklow who got promoted 28th, Wexford have moved up to 27th, Carlo 26th Longford didn't make it through twenty fifth. Leas in twenty fourth place if you go to slide three. Fermanagh, who got promoted, have slipped back due to their championship performances the twenty third. Limerick are rooted at twenty second, but I do think that they've kind of steadied the ship under Mark Fitzgerald ever since Ray Dempsey departed or was uh, the players got rid of him, you could say, um, in March. Antrim, Andy McIntyre's Antrim, as they've been come to known, been known um are in twenty first place, they're up two. Awfully 20th. They're out now for the year. They're finished. Sligo have slipped back 1-19th to 19th because the Royals, County Mead, Mighty Mead are up to 18th. Just behind down in 17th who have slipped back. They're facing Cavan this weekend who are in 16th.
0: I think Sligo are hard done by not to be above everybody because they've actually performed really well, I would argue, so far in Sam Maguire. But to go back to... Um the points on, on the first page right so Wicklow are 28th and Wexford are 27th at the end of the year what are we going to say about these two teams and who's had the I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong here but Wexford are still division four next season right yeah
1: Wexford and Carlow are still division four
0: but I think Carlow played six championship games this
1: year do you know like you've just got to give credit where credit is due these teams are using these new systems and they're developing their players um, they're getting bang for their buck they're getting championship matches um, and they're, they're pretty close games that they're winning. Like Wexford kicked 122 from play at the weekend to beat Offaly. Offaly, who beat Mead. Offaly, who performed so well in the last semi final. Um, so I just think it, it's a good sign that these teams are,
0: uh, I suppose, improving after the league and My point here is reflected in the this, this, These competitions are actually proving beneficial to teams who know how to use them or who are using them properly. And so this is the first year of it. But I I, mm. I, I, just am not – i I'm really worried that the narrative is going to be like, oh, this is a failure. We're bored of these games. I can't learn anything from them. This is nonsense. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that's true. This is the league section. So round robin is like a, a phrase, that, you know, Champions League. It's a league section. The whole point of this is to get the best teams arriving in the quarterfinals – are mm-hmm. uh, in the knockout round, which is like if, we, if we'd if called it wildcard weekend and branded it properly, as yeah, opposed to preliminary, preliminary quarterfinals. Yeah, exactly. The boring <laughs> shit that you have to wade through before you get to the good stuff. Like, preliminary. Who likes the preliminaries? Nobody likes the preliminaries. Like, yeah. everybody wants the main event. If they'd branded that properly, we'd be really excited about the fact that the knockout football... Is imminent, and everybody will be arriving at that stage of the season fairly. Because the, if you if you remember, the the cry wasn't that we just want to watch the best teams play each other. It was also that it was completely unfair that the Ulster teams had to wade through miles and miles and miles of muck and bullets and warfare to get to the point where then they would be picked off by teams who were completely fresh from having played challenge matches in Leinster and Munster in particular. And now. It's even, and when we get to the quarterfinals, finals and wildcard weekend, it's going to be great.
1: jer I totally agree with you, and I don't know whether this is the bone that you wanted to pick up the football pod. And maybe yeah. I do represent the two lads. I disagree
0: with the lads. Uh, and you were you were you were too gentle with them. You need to you need to kill them.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I got accused this week of uh, being too afraid of Paddy Anders to chair the football pod. So uh, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I need to stand up to the wolf. Um, Look
0: it. The other thing I'd fatigue. say is that there, there's a
1: little bit of fatigue. Go on, but, but the fatigue. <laughs> but no, no. But I think that's understandable, Jared, Because, but I also think that the narrative is going to be at the end of this. Exactly.
0: And Who's exactly fatigued, fatigued by, it? by these but are the league, league games? These are league matches. We are, don't, I, don't, every league game doesn't have to be amazing. This is a league. Whether no, I, uh, it's supposed so it. to be the championship, but it's actually a league. We with like the way it's formed is you play a bunch of games against the same teams in your group. Everybody plays the same number of teams. That's that's. That is the definition of a league. And then the best teams come yes. out of that into the knockout section. And that's the bit where you go, okay, what's the quality of the competition like? And what have we seen? And what have we learned from it?
1: Well, I, th- I think that my point I was going to make there is the issue is, and the narrative that I think is going to be at the end of this is, what was the point of April? What was the point of those 30-odd games in the provincials? Completely imbalanced. They got in the way. There was so much going on. We were trying to read into them. But what was the point of it all? I think that's what the narrative is going to be after this. And I think that's what the point of this bloody elongated truncated championship has been it's supposed to be a trojan horse like the ga had a far superior format in proposal b but it was a touch too radical so it was shot down and defeated and this was greenlit and pushed through without much of a discussion and much of debate and it's probably going to last for a year or two but hopefully unless i'm completely wrong and if i'm wrong i might just give up on Ga and go and follow another sport or something Tim McGuinness wants like,
0: back to straight knockout for the oh, top 16
1: this like, has to be the future but we just need to move the provincials out of the way and and reduce its importance now I'll probably get shot for saying that but like that is clear as day what the issue is right here
2: well you say what, what was the point of those provincial games but like Derry fans uh, this year will here be we go at, with Ulster no but,
1: uh, yeah. no, but oh, hold on
2: Derry fans will be Derry fans will be delighted to have won back to back Ulster titles that means something
1: Ulster tre- says no, tre- no. Tre- Oh, hold an on treat, right, okay. treat the Ulster Urgh.
2: treat the Never. why can't you treat the provincials as a separate Never. competition which it is to the All-Ireland competition I agree, competition. I, agree. Just separate I know I'm only
1: messing message it. no totally and I agree and it should be a provincial it and, should be a separate competition and offer like, like, incredible in prize
0: money for yeah. team holidays yeah. possibly yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. treat it like the FA Cup yeah. you know, stick it away
1: earlier in the year the make it a massive thing warm up move the leagues on a little bit get the football in better weather like, Annie McIntyre was talking about it during the week. You've got such important games in January and February where you can barely kick the ball past the 45 because mm. of the wind and the rain and the yeah, muck. Yeah. And, like, there's like, there's more attendances. There was more people at Galway Mayo in January than there was at Mayo Loud on one of the most beautiful days of the year two weeks ago in McHale Park. And that just shows you that people are mad to go to football, but the format is a little bit all over the place. And we'll get there. I, I think we will get there. I, and I, I'm willing to... Problems.
0: I do think that we have to like, understand a little bit about tenets is when the weather gets really good, the family yeah. are going like, to watch the match on their phones or listen to the game on the radio because there's other stuff that needs to be done. And uh, you know, so, But if there's loads of games on... There's also, there's also a geographical thing here. Like You two lads are from Leinster,
2: so it's no wonder you're giving out about the provincial championship. Like, the last I'm time ashamed. someone other than right? Dublin won <laughs> Nixon was president probably. Like, you need to just calm the ham here like some people enjoy the
1: provinces I personally enjoy but, Shane,
0: but we're not I'm saying not, you can have it I don't it. want
1: to take away the provinces I yeah. just want to take away the, the archaic Hatton's 150 oven. archaic 150 year old control that it has on the championship is completely ill balanced has mm. said it plenty of times we have 32 okay 33 counties involved in the football it's perfectly set up to be broken down
2: yeah I, I just, agree with you I be- made it
1: fair like Armagh this year came through the preliminary round got to the Ulster final they're going to go through the preliminary quarterfinals of uh, the round-robin stage. Like, Armagh have to play way more matches than Galway have to play. And sure, you're saying they won, they get to be rewarded. But, like, it's because of the way that the... the, the who drew the geographical lines back in the day? It's because of the way that the provinces are broken up. Like, that's the reason, like... We're dictated by something that isn't fair. The planters, yeah, I, I do think,
2: <laughs> like, like, yeah, I agree with you that the, the the league position should dictate what you know the remainder of the championship. But then also, like, if you put the provincials too early and and you take away the the meaning behind them. I, there's a danger oh, keep it, meaning well there's a keep danger it becomes the Mechanic Cup like the, do you want the Ulster Championship to, to become the, Mi- Mechanic he loved
1: the, he loved the Mechanic Cup you love the Mechanic Cup as much yeah. as you love the Ulster Championship you, like, you actually do and like it's amazing it's fantastic and you have that uh, there's that unbelievable colour with it but like that'll never be lost like, the Conic Championship is really good as well mm. on one side you know it is like and on the other side with Conic leads from New York and London is really competitive it's just that there's such a gap between those division three and four teams and the yeah. division one team.
0: I think the actual answer to all of this is a third tier, to be honest, and that would be that Possibly, all, yeah. all the games would be completely cutthroat and then you could still have your preliminary quarter final and you could have the division three champions in a preliminary wild card weekend, division two champions in a preliminary wild card weekend and yeah. against the worst teams. Or instead yeah. of making the twelve team th- teams go through, make it ten teams go through and again you've wild card weekend where the bottom four are playing and the um top six are through automatically to quarter finals. So there's ways yeah. to make this to tweak it so that, like people, I, oh, I, I, I think that the, this wasn't designed to stop dead rubbers. Really, this was designed to give everybody the same number of games, and and then you just need to make sure that from that point forward, um, we have the yeah, best thing right. in I, it.
1: I did go too easy on the lads this week on the football pod. I guess I wasn't ready to have that, that debate. And...
0: Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I mean, we shouldn't. We we're getting we're getting sucked into it here too. I think it's one of the so much we we'll just get your line back there Tommy Paddy Andrews oh. is, uh, is dealing with the Wi-Fi there yeah yeah it, it's, it. It. it's typical dubs they're, <laughs> they're interrupting the message <laughs> you yeah. know somebody's put his hand up and said well, oh, oh hang on a second somebody's, bat- somebody's yeah. giving out about us yeah there's like a bat symbol coming from Dublin it's just, the, the is it the left arm? Does it matter which arm you put up when you're holding the ball? And you're like, oh, we're killing the game for a minute or two here. But that when they do it, it's cynical and, and brilliant. When yeah. Roscommon do it, it's like, oh, it's the death of the game. It's the bubonic plague. colic plague. Yeah. What? Been the Dublin have been doing this for
2: years. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the narrative after that game, by the way. The, the, the amount that's been discussed about that Roscommon-Dublin game.
0: Oh, we've got to change the rules. Change the rules.
2: Or maybe just push up on them. Do you know? Yeah. Just push up on them. As a manager you used to be reactive, Davy Burke didn't play like that against Sligo. And they kicked an outrageous number of scores from play. It to beat to beat Dublin or get a draw against Dublin as it was.
0: Ooh. played them at their game. We need to we need to do a separate power rankings for the managers. Oh yeah, yeah. Well
2: Davy Burke's up there isn't he? Yeah. He's there about to it, of this whole thing.
0: Give us um give us an old Power rankings from uh if you're out there watching us at the moment youtubecom so at off the ball you can leave a comment there. You can tweet us at off the ball I am. Give us a power ranking of the managers. We'll stick the graphics up here and we'll come back. We'll get Tommy back up as soon as we can. So um slide 3 Cavan are 16th, up one, Westmeath are 15th, Kildare are 14th, Loud are 13th, Clare are 12th, down one. Cork have gone ahead of them they're in 11th Donegal clinging on in there in fairness to them are 10th Monaghan are 9th and then we get to the first page Armagh down 1 to 8th Tyrone up 1 to 7th several people have talked about Tyrone being potential uh, mm-hmm. all around contenders in this um, Andy McIntyre did didn't he, he? he did yeah Roscommon are 6th Derry 5th Dublin 4th Mayo 3rd Kerry 2nd Galway 1st Tommy you're back
1: Sorry, lads. Yeah, I think the provincial council's cut uh, my question there. Yeah, I don't know if you got my point there, but I just think I'm a little bit... I just think I parked it mentally, the structures, and I think we're going to go with it. So, yeah, yeah, um, I I heard you go through the rankings there. A couple of movements. Cork jumped Clare. I think that's well-deserved. Tyrone jumped Armagh. Um, Rory Larimer making the point to me this week that Monaghan should be ahead of Armagh, given the the state of their... um, Armagh's championship so far but I just think Armagh pushed Derry so far and they switched it on that day that they deserve to be in the top 8
2: Well, am coming
1: beat Donegal this weekend and they move
0: up it feels it feels like Armagh put everything into the Ulster championship and are a little bit broken by the experience
1: possibly yeah possibly Jer. but then the performance like, they, they came so close like there was definitely a hangover like again another penalty shootout similar to last year against Galway they came so close that there, there is a bit of a kind of hangover from that, you know.
0: A question, uh, listening to the football pod yesterday struck me when, um, there's, there's certainty that Galway will beat Armagh, right? Is it Galway Armagh this weekend? Uh, it is, yeah, Galway, yeah. Armagh, this weekend, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, there's consensus, but yeah, I, yeah. well,
0: I but Paddy seemed pretty certain, but I was, I did, I did wonder, like, what happens in the alternative universe where the penalty shootout goes Armagh's direction. Are Armagh top of the power rankings this year? Is there like a are, it, it, was that was that sliding doors Armagh. moment so yeah. so severe in the All Ireland semi final last year? I'm talking about not the not the Derry one, but if that that the impact is a full page on the power rankings, you go from first to eighth. Like are Galway free now because they reached an All Ireland final and they're they're fulfilling their potential and they feel better about themselves because you know everything that they they thought was possible became possible last year whereas with Armagh it's like oh we're slightly cursed somewhat
1: what's Uh, it's an interesting point and I'm looking here for my first power rankings of the year but if I'm not mistaken I think I had Armagh in 5th at the start of the year and I had Galway maybe in 3rd or 4th yeah they were definitely high enough um, Shane so like like what does that tell you I suppose it tells you that it was massive last year but the big thing this year has been the manner in which Galway have Developed their squad, the manner in which they brought back all stars and Ian Burke you could say, or Peter Cook, who's made such an impact at inter county level, or John Maher, who's coming from the cold to be one of the most impressive midfielders in the country, or the young defenders that they brought in to cover for Silk and Malloy. And while Armagh have you know Turban has established himself it's it's by and large still a similar team to what we saw last year actually they've tried to add a bit more steel they've kind of gone a different way about it they've tried to kind of reduce the explosiveness and the madness and the chaos that they brought last year because they know they can switch that on and I think they tried to add a bit more steel and consistency this year because that looked like from afar one of their biggest issues last year so Okay. Like I think the year started with Galway third and Armagh fourth. Like I gave them both a lot of kudos for what we saw last year. Armagh possibly too much, but Armagh have slipped back to eighth and Galway moving moved into first by virtue of what we've seen throughout the year. If Armagh had beaten Derry in the Ulster final they'd be fifth right now yeah but a lot of,
2: that's the thing a lot of teams put so much emphasis on the so Armagh had to, had to win an Ulster title under Maghini. Do you know they haven't won an Ulster title since 2008 so they put so much emphasis on that Derry the pressure was off a little bit because they'd won last year and their focus would be on the All-Ireland Championships this year but I think Armagh losing that Ulster final in the manner in which they did has impacted them mentally since because they haven't won it in such a long it's the same as Clare and the Hurling 98 is the gap like all of a sudden there's a mental thing that comes in every single year um, for some for some teams that so badly want to win their province.
1: And Armagh uh, are one of them. There's obviously a savage level of disappointment there. And it was natural. Like, there was going to be... Like, Armagh started plenty of their games quite well. But there's just something slightly... I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or just a couple of sliding doors moments not going their way. Like, momentum is a really, really funny thing in sport, whether it be in the middle of a game or the middle of a season. Sometimes all you need is something to click and you can take off from there. Like, we're all looking at Kerry and, like... I don't know whether we're seeing signs of '09, 9 where they kind of stuttered their way through you know, qualifiers and got by and next thing, bang, the Dubs and Crow Park in the quarterfinal and they explode and they play some of the best football that we've seen Kerry play across that generation in those last couple of games, so across that decade, so like <sighs> momentum is so funny and especially in a year like this, it, it could happen for a man. I just I don't know
0: I, I, look, that is the one thing that I, is just giving me pause for thought, is that a team can suddenly find form, find a shape. Stuff that they've been working all year finally drops because they've had the extra three or four weeks and it's been honed in match conditions. So there's there's two sides to what happens over the next couple of weeks. If you end up in the uh, wildcard weekend, you have to win that. So you're playing this week, you play wildcard weekend next week, and then you're playing uh, all-in the quarterfinal the week after. And then you have a week off for semifinal and a week off for the final. But over that three-week block where you're playing game, 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 you know we've seen Mayo in the past with their style of play come alive when they had to play uh, uh, qualifier, draw, replay, uh, draw, replay <laughs> to get to like you know the 13-game season they had, uh, which would basically would basically would be what Armagh would have to do this year if they if they make it. I don't think that Armagh had the same quality of football that that Mayo team did, and they hadn't quite had the same level of experience that that Mayo team did but um.
2: put it this way Look, be an- if Armagh finished third in their group right they, they're likely in the preliminary quarterfinal to play away to as things currently stand Kerry, Monaghan or Roscommon like do you fancy them in any of those games away from home I don't know like that's where Armagh are at at the moment
1: well it's, it's not where they're at yet and okay it's a good point Shane they could end up playing those teams but and I know I have Galway in first place this weekend. And I know they've been ruled out. And I know they don't have Rean O'Neill yet. But there's still a lot to be decided at the weekend. And mm. the lads are very dismissive on the pod this week. They've, they they have picked the favourites for all the games. If you back all the teams the lads back and you put a five on it, you'll only get 20 back. And that's from eight games this weekend. <laughs> so th- the the favourites are being touted and predicted. But if we do see a shock this weekend, and if, if it goes slightly the other way and Armagh get a slice of luck or... The, you know, the door opens on the right side. Armagh could finish top of this group by virtue of score difference. And then the championship is blown open once more. Like, same thing can happen with Roscommon and Sly- and, and Dublin this weekend. If Roscommon managed to beat Kildare and Kildare roll over by more than Sligo roll over for Dublin, well then, we're going to have the Dubs in second place. We're going to have Kerry in second place. We're going to have Galway in second place. Mm. And then we're thinking, oh, this is a bit wild this weekend.
0: Can I just briefly talk about uh, '09, which is the one that uh, everybody talks about? Oh, Kerry, you know that's that. If Sheehan was here uh, instead of wherever he is, he'd, he'd be like, "That's the one that crowns them, the winners of the team of the decade." They, they beat they beat Dublin, <laughs> who, let's face it, were shite, Right in in mm-hmm. '09, the the Gilroy Revolution hadn't kicked in properly. They still had. Oh. The rest of the, the, the Chaos Years team, there was a lot of lads with collars up and white boots. And then in the semi final, they beat Meade. And then the final, they beat Cork. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, That's like.
1: And handy they old. were poor against Mead. Yeah, I think I, maybe I misspoke earlier. Maybe it was a wait where they played the best
0: football of, of their best football of that decade. Yeah. But. Look, they were a great um, team, full of great lads. I, I, I greatly admire them, but to run with the team of the decade would be all not. Anyway, uh, that's. Definitely, uh, sure. I agree. And you know, we're on
1: the same boat with that. We've been there over the last couple of years. But yeah, 100%.
0: Okay, so the Dubs. Dubs can't get no love what are they fourth like Column Alley in studio yesterday I was like who's going to win It's like Dublin
1: Colm is brow beaten by Dublin over the last couple of years he's come so close like Colm and, and Andy McIntyre's Mead who you've both spoken in the last week they had one and a half good halves of football against the Dubs in championship they were getting somewhere um, at times you know they had that Leinster final where they kept the Dubs to four points at half time and they only kicked the four themselves like they're scared, and I don't blame them for thinking that the Dubs are going to come and beat them I just I haven't seen it yet and I have to go off what I've seen clare were very poor the last day clare the mind boggles why they didn't just do what they had done in Crow Park and like twice already this year clare had pushed the Dubs to a point and they just they just didn't execute what they had previously done uh, I don't even think Dolan had to be that much better like Bogler's having a great year um, Cody Pascal stood up the last day a bit more freshness in the forwards but like the injuries are building up here I just I'm not seeing where to put them yet
2: they're still creeping their way so if they beat presumably they'll beat Sligo by a bigger margin than us common beat Kildare by this weekend you'd imagine on paper anyway so that that puts Dublin straight into a quarter final and all
0: of a sudden they're there like I think so. It's big caveat. Yeah, yeah, I think so much depends on whether or not McCaffrey is fit and reaches a full level of fitness. Because, like, it, it's ridiculous to say that a, a team is dependent on one individual. But at this level, the difference between a uh, Dublin with him and without him is enough for them to—you've got to completely change your game plan. Basically, at five or six times during the game, a score is going to come off him, or he's going to get a score, and that's the difference between one sixteen and one twelve or one eleven. And those five points. That's the margin of victory. Somewhere in that is the difference between losing a game against Kerry, Galway, Tyrone, Mayo, and winning a game against those. And that's the like, that's how good he is, if he's fit. I think this
1: is the year, and it's, it's quite obvious looking at the movement of the power rankings this year, there are no great teams, but this is a year where a great player might win in All-Ireland for their county. But it's also the year where one key injury can completely throw off a team. And you're looking at Galway... They lose one of their star players, maybe that completely imbalances them. If Kerry lose somebody, we're not even going to say his name, like nobody else is really firing the way they are. If the Dubs lose one or two key players, if McGuigan isn't there for Derry, you know, very quickly, a hole or two in a team is going to really trouble them this championship.
0: Um, With that in mind, right, there is also an opportunity. for. It, it feels a little bit like Tyrone kind of washed up out of nowhere with uh, that incredible subs bench and it was a weird constellation of new management team, everybody available for one season and one season only. And they came out of nowhere, smashed and grabbed, won the All-Ireland and disappeared. Were out of the competition at one stage because of COVID and then managed to get their way back in. You know, like when you yeah, think it about crazy. it, when you think about it's it, it yeah, absolute yeah. banana stuff. But this could be a year for a bananas winner. Like, Absolutely. If, if I'm Davy Burke, I'm like, why not? Why not us?
1: It feels like 2010, year, and I've said it since the start of the year, it feels like that, that there's a couple of teams in the brink, a couple of counties that could break through. There could be a, a Donegal or a Mayo, you know, in the periphery here that aren't quite ready yet, but we're going to see them over the next couple of years take over. There could be another Dublin on the way, but we, they're just not ready to go yet. Or it could be a year where a Downer or Cork get to an All-Ireland final, like we saw at the end of the decade, and we never see them again for the next decade after that. So maybe we're going to see a Common Derry All-Ireland, final. Okay, or awesome. Arma, All-Ireland final or Monaghan Monaghan Roscommon Shane I was going to say that. credit needs to go to managers who
2: come in and in their first year Kevin McStay and Mayo Davy Burke and Roscommon Vinnie Corey and Monaghan like three counties that with all due respect fancy their chances of getting to to an All-Ireland final Did you say David Burke and Monaghan as well? Was there? A, they the not of course. But like, maybe I just heard it. But for first year managers, you know, straight away coming in and adopting yeah. their their game plan.
0: Well, sorry, tell me when the well, when the line was down. We were saying you should do a power rankings of the managers, and like, uh, they'd all be they'd all be going great guns at the moment. That'd be tough, Jerry. I'd have to do a power rankings of the manage,
1: management teams, I think, because of the importance of who's around who. I you think that's like, very very important. You must
0: be very well connected to some of these management teams because I haven't yet brought up a manager when you have ah oh, oh, that. I I think you're in some coaching WhatsApp groups. <laughs> Colin Nally revealed to us yesterday that the coaches all no. share information oh, yes. and I suspect that you've been co-opted into some of them. Yeah,
1: well look, there's a there's a coach's WhatsApp group, there's an analyst's WhatsApp group, there is a manager's WhatsApp group. They all exist. I haven't infiltrated any of them. But I just think we've learned over the last couple of years how important it is, who you have around you, who you have doing what. The, the manager of an inter-county team is such a big job that you need to have the right people around you. And who, we're seeing that. Who was the best team? Around, like, are you thinking Keanu
2: O'Neill and Galway or are you thinking um, the Mayo like, like, all-star backroom team or Mark McHugh in,
1: like, in Roscommon? Keanu like O'Neill and Joyce seem to be the perfect marriage. McStay seems to have nailed but what he has and the on-field coaches in Buckley and Rochford and what Mulligan and McHale are bringing to the table. Like, last year it felt like Jack O'Connor and Paddy Talley were the perfect balance, mm. you know? like Dublin's water carriers this year are Pat Gilderoy and Brian Cullen. That just shows you the strength of what they have. Like They've been delisted from the match programme so that they can
0: carry water. So, like, you know, yeah. it's unbelievable. Like. In that that um, shenanigans is uh, one of my favourite uh, wrinkles yeah. in GAA history. It's like, oh, you can't have those as their mayor furnace. Grant, well, they won't be officially selected then. That's Grant. We, we see what you you're know. doing and we've uh, managed our way around it. It's like... I'll give, give you my power rankings.
1: They're of the management teams. to be just the way they are right now. Same, same with the teams Now nah, I'm only joking to will be a bit more movement maybe we'll have a look at that yeah maybe we'll have a look at that
0: okay. that, that can be one of our down weeks um, ok so go air one carrier two are carry a little bit high?
1: like I don't know what you want me to do here because I want the doves I'm,
0: saying, that there's things, I'm would... saying there's
1: things I'm saying there things in the armour but you, you get credit for winning in All-Ireland and like they've been knocked they've been shook a little bit they were I thought they were pretty good against Cork in the first half some people disagree um they still have David Clifford and David Clifford could win the All-Ireland on his own. Yeah. Like he's not even fully fit. He's not even great yet. He's just playing with that bit of anger. I'm not sure if you read Amethyst Morris' piece in the Examiner, a little excerpt um, a couple of weeks ago. But he said like in a Fossa, what he saw was Clifford is so good at, it and he's happy to facilitate others and let others do the business if things are going well. But the second the team gets in a bit of bother. He becomes the main man. Give me that ball. He'll do the damage. He'll look after it. So that's not going to get Kerry all the way this year. They're going to need others to to just up it a little bit. I think Mayo, you know, I think if Mayo don't have that 1-1 collapse in injury time, against gets loud. We're looking at it going. They won by 14 points to 9. Job done. Sure, they kind of struggled a little bit with the blanket, but they butchered a couple of goal chances. And I don't think it was that bad for Mayo. Um, They're staying in third. And uh, yeah, like the dubs in fourth, I just think they're the... That's the order at the minute. And, but
2: uh, Jerry well, after Gerard's after saying there, Tommy. Uh, I want Dublin higher. And uh, if if memory serves me correctly, in the last power rankings we had, Jared was backing down mm. off Dublin and saying, "Ah, oh, no, oh, just saying, it. They,
0: were 1A. they were one a one on one a." Okay, right. Well, I I, I wasn't giving Galway yeah. enough credit early in the year. I've changed my mind a little bit on Galway. i I'm, I'm. They, you know, they they're winning me over. It's fickle, isn't it, Tommy? Mm. Well, that's it.
1: Chain, it's easy to sit there and have your pops and your little jabs, and you know I'm I'm the one who has to be up to two in the morning of a Monday, <laughs> doing my power rankings and making sure I move it, making sure that Pat Bland and myself nearly have the exact same power rankings. So I don't know what that's.
0: You must be very proud.
1: Well, look at Pat is obviously. You say there's plagiarism here, Tommy. Come to on, just say it. it. I'll say it if you won't. say No, there's no plagiarism, and I'm not. I'm not. Jesus, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I just think it is the way that the year has gone. I think that it's it's hard not to put Galway in first place by default and that's what I'm saying because they haven't won the All-Ireland yet there's still a long way to go but they have been the most consistent and impressive team everyone else has obvious chinks in the armour
0: a few quick comments Uh, could have dropped for a man at three places to put Leash ahead of them after last weekend says the unofficial Kildare fan page Quirky1980 says me they're lucky with their group uh, Ronan Hurricane, good morning, Ronan, says, Unfortunately, Ger, it's still not fair. Also, teams find it harder to get to the provincial final and therefore find it harder to get into Sam McGuire. It's still not the best 16 teams competing for Sam. I can see how Cabin <laughs> would be pissed off. I, I, mean, um, I also I also yeah. think,
2: sorry, offly in 20th and Wexford back in 27th after Wexford beating them by five points. There's an argument there The Wexford fans are <laughs> a bit upset. I know you're saying, you know, league form comes into it and, and everything, but you have to be reactive here. Wexford are flying. Yeah,
1: okay. Wexford awfully Wexford have moved up two. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's reflective of Wexford are in the country. And like awfully knocked out Mead out of Leinster and performed so well in Crow Park. So look at maybe I'm giving awfully a bit too much credit. For man I move back to, they're not getting over Leash. Like Leash have had an horrendous year. Yes, they've pulled it out of the bag. But like the week before that, Leash two weeks before that, Leash threw away a six-point lead and drew. The week before that, they pulled it out of the fire against London and got a late point. They have responded really well to adversity in the last couple of weeks. A fantastic win in Brewster Park. But I, I couldn't put Leish any hard in 24th. Mm. They're doing well to be that high shape, and I
0: think. Is it your ambition and dream that we have an Antrim-Meath-Talton Cup final?
1: Oh, that'd be, that would be tasty. Um, that would be tasty. You're I don't not backing down from down, that. are you,
0: Tommy?
2: Like, I, I still think the winner of the Down match wins the Tottenham Cup yeah, and, and I think it's going to be down.
1: I think... I think the winner of the Tach Cup is coming from there as well, Shane. And very hard to call. Like really hard to call. Like down, I've had a really interesting couple of weeks. They were brutal against Meade. Like that's why Mead are behind them. Down kicked seventeen wides that day and I I think they just got the better of Mead. Or Mead just got the better of them. Um which is great for Mead. But like, you know, there's been an interesting wrinkle this week with Down sending their players back to play club football who weren't gonna start their game against Longford, I think they made a good few changes for that game. They weren't great. They were in trouble at half time. They'd missed the penalty. Really good response in the second half. They win by eight points. I think Down are in a good place. Down football is in a good place. I just wonder, yeah, it's going to be a cracker of a match. I just wonder who's going to come out of that game with Down and Cavan. Cavan are obviously going to be favourites. I haven't given Cavan much credit this year. I think Cavan might just... Oh, it's hard to call. I don't know. I can't call that one, Jim. Are you that's calling one. down to win that one. I'm calling down to win that one. I know it's I know it's
2: in Brefni Park, but um, I think that's down the only that to the Hatchin cup. I think it's the only away win of the four uh, Tatten Quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So Limerick will beat Leash at home. I think Meath will beat Wexford at home, and Antrim will beat Carlo at home. But I, I do think Down can cause that little, little minor. I wouldn't say upset, but um,
0: away victory this weekend. All right, Pat Junior's yeah. Junior is on the show on Friday morning, by the way. So make sure you tune in for that. We'll ask him about his, dad's, his dad's power rankings versus yours, and uh, he can he can power rank the power rankings for us.
1: You can ask ask him how the yeah ask him how he does it. How does he scientifically do it? You
0: know. All right, because <laughs> we've never got the full science. I mean, maybe staying you know, up till two in the morning. Maybe Owen pass
1: it on no. to you. I mean, you know, in slightly different methodologies, but he showed me, you know, what he does. And so look, at, I, I, we, I can't reveal that.
0: It's the bottom of, so de- de- was it Death Road? Was that where where he had his cycling accident in Bolivia? Yeah,
1: I, can't, I actually can't wait for the, the three-hour special at Owen when he comes back and he talks us through his trip. <laughs> um, I think it was Death Road, but I think the best part of it was that his, uh, his instructor, the tour guide that was with him, had kind of stopped at the point that he was at on the, on the cycle so they'd done this crazy cycle and they said okay guys like well done you've come through the toughest part now this is the bit where everybody falls because they think they've come through it and Owen takes off with no fear and uh, very lucky thank God he's alright
0: Alright episode 11 of uh, Tommy Rooney's edition of the GA Power Rankings is in the books Tommy me, that was football. Obviously, listening to football part the odd time, and I was looking at the power rankings, and I thought that Jesus must still be feeling the effects of
1: these mushrooms.